right, thanks for hitting the download button. I'm coming to you once again from the field house here in Wilmington, Delaware. I'm talking to one of the great Villanova men's basketball players of all time. His name is Chris Jenkins, and he is responsible for a certain infamous seed back in 2016. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But nonetheless, Chris, man, my God, the history between you and I goes back certainly a long way. You look like a million dollars. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Good it, to see you. It, it is. Yes, likewise, likewise. And, uh, you know, let me just start off by saying that I actually discovered you you weren't the original person that I was looking at. So I, I you, you remember the time that we first actually met. I want to say it was probably about five, six years ago at the Palestra. You were at uh, Jerome Allen's Penn Team Men's Basketball Camp with Gonzaga, your alma mater, where you started at. And I was actually looking at your brother, Nate Britt. Your brother's done, I know, good things in basketball now. Uh, I want to talk about that as well in just a few minutes, but I had done a. St- I, I kind of like looked at you, and, and you and I sat down. We chatted for a few minutes. I had found out that a couple of other Big East schools. I had not heard Villanova was among those schools. Now, what what brought this on, and what made you want to commit to a school like Villanova? Oh wow! Um, I, honestly, man, it was just my teammates. You know, just the guys that were already in the program. Um, it wasn't too far away from home, but it was far enough to where they had to get on the road to come see me. So I felt like it was in a pretty good location right outside Philadelphia in the suburbs um, just to give me a new look. You know, like I said, I went to high school in D.C., so I went to, went to high school in the city. So going to Villanova gave me like a different feel, gave me like a, a, a different feel on the outskirts in the suburbs. And like I said, it was just the people, man, my teammates. Like I just I was fortunate to have some of the the best teammates ever there you were um, you've also had some of the best teammates at gonzaga you were coached by steve turner, steve turner and of yeah. course you were coached uh, i believe now what what aau teams i think i want to say DC you were i played dc that's what i thought yeah. i knew that you were and you were playing for um, eddie jordan was coached that's my last year yes. but before that it was nate's dad nate Britt senior nate, yep nate Britt senior now what was that now tell us what that was like you know playing for the assault you know, playing for a school uh, like Gonzaga and Steve Turner, because at the time, mm-hmm. besides your brother Nate, uh, the best competition, it seemed, and it always has seemed, to come out of the WCAC. What do you love most about that conference? I mean, like you said, man, it's a it's a battle every night, even the games that people consider off nights. Yes. You know, it's, it's just a battle, and it's a basketball area, basketball county. Everybody bleeds basketball. Like, everybody plays other sports, but when you think of DMV, you think of basketball. Oh, yeah. But know? we've always, because we've always, I feel like here in Philadelphia, we've challenged you. We've challenged you. It seems. Philadelphia challenges D.C., it seems, every year. And, and is there, like, a rivalry going on with those two with those two um, cities? I wouldn't say it's a rivalry. It's always You just became been... friends, by the way, with a lot of the kids from the Catholic I just think it, it's just a, a, a mutual respect you know just like do you like Philadelphia do you like the Philly Catholic League yeah F- Philadelphia is the home of some of my favorite player ever Kobe Bryant grew up in the, yes. playing basketball here yes. so yes. you know um, it's just a mutual respect you know I, I just knew like coming from DC DMV area like whenever we play some guys from Philly it was going to be a battle it was going to be a dog fight and, I, and I'm pretty sure they felt the same way vice oh, yeah. versa you now, know we had some games like you said when we 
faced off against Gonzaga. Now, this was the first time I'd really seen Gonzaga. I got to really know the WCAC, the DeMatha. I had always heard of DeMatha and Morgan Wooten. I had yeah, heard yeah. of um, his son Joe and yeah. Bishop O'Connell. And then you have, you know, um, Ireton and, and Bishop McNamara's. Um, and, yeah, I've learned in my life that D.C. is no joke. D.C. Yeah. is for real. D.C. is competitive. Some of the best. I mean, if you haven't said, folks, for those who are listening, if you haven't done so yet, you might want to check out the basketball uh, uh, in the water uh, part of the PG County. Now, you're from PG from County, PG correct? County, now, yep. what was that really like growing up out there? I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything as competitive as that. Like, even from 10 years old all the way to now. It's just every single day is a grind because you know somebody somewhere in the county in the area is getting better it doesn't matter because people think like for instance markel folks he was considered a late bloomer so Correct. think about that a late bloomer yes. from my area became yes, the number one draft pick yes he was you i know? remember that and he was i remember him being unnoticeable and you have to think i think you might have even been a freshman at the time Either you were at Villanova, but I just remembered Markel and DJ Harvey were facing... Chris Likes. Dom- no, I'm talking about the scrimmage we had. Oh, scrimmage, scrimmage. Remember okay. the th- scrimmage we had okay. Thanksgiving weekend a few years back? Yeah, yeah. We had a scrimmage between... This was the first time that my show had, had finally gotten a hit. So it's Damir and Colin Gillespie oh, versus okay. Markel Fultz and DJ Harvey. My point is... That's what I finally understood. Well, this is no joke. Yeah. And, and you have to think about Quinn Cook. And you have to think about Michael Beasley. And you have Kevin to think Durant. about Kevin Durant. And you have to Nolan think about Smith, Jeff Green. Austin there have Freeman, been so many great players. Chris I mean, Wright. Now, who were some so of those? Many. Now, were you when you faced when you faced some of those? What was that like going up against some of these uh, great athletes? Man, it was just a pleasure. You know, like we. Uh, it was just a pleasure to just compete at a high level. Who were some of the guys. like? Who were some of the toughest opponents that that you got to face? You in WCAC or or uh, just in general? In general, man, that's that list is long. Man. Because it, yeah, it's, well, for instance, I can just go WCAC. I remember my freshman year of high school, we played Dematha, and Dematha had uh, Quinn Cook, Jeremy Grant, Jaron Grant, Victor Oladipo. Mikael Hopkins, oh, James yeah. Robinson. That's all not only D1, you're talking about, and that's like three NBA guys yeah. right there you've just named. BJ Anya, Jarius Lyles. Yep. That was at UMBC, that upset Virginia. So yes. that this is one DeMatha team. That's, I mean, you know? it's, it's, there's been a history so, of, of such. Uh, uh, tell us about uh, your coach um, and what you learned from a guy like Steve, because Steve is a guy that uh, pushes you yeah. and pushes you, pushes you, pushes you. What do you feel... Uh, benefited the most from someone like him? I think what helped me out a lot with Coach Turner was I never looked at it like he couldn't teach me anything, you know? Okay, yeah. And I, and I just thought that, like, yeah, I was I was a, a great player and, you know, I, I was getting all this notoriety, but I never approached it like my coach couldn't coach me. So from him, what I just, I just tried to learn as much as I could, learn how to play basketball with my teammates, um, learn how to share the ball, learn how to compete smarter and harder, and more importantly, to, to just go out there and have fun because at the end of the day, basketball players, we do have a short lifespan in, in playing basketball. so Because we don't know how long yeah, our career is. So it's, it's up to us to enjoy every moment, all I the should, hard I days know. and I everything. Had a great, I had a great career. Back, and he laughs like he always does. That's Chris Jenkins laughing, yeah. by the way. Now, um, tell us about your brother, Nate, yeah. uh, because you had the opportunity – 
Um, uh, we all know about, we're going to get to the infamous shot that you did uh, in Houston, Texas. But then the following year, when he was defeated by you, his team went on to win the national title. Well, first of all, were you proud of, of watching him uh, win the national title? Yeah, once you get over the fact that, you know, you can't win it, then you go to, all right, well, who who do I want to root for? And then obviously I, I'm not going to root for anyone but my brother. So it was just... What was it like growing up with Nate? No, nah, I mean, it was fun. You, you go through everything together. So from about 11 or 12 on, we just experienced everything. The highs, the lows, the good, the bad. What's he doing now with his life? He's, on, he's playing professionally still right now. So he's Is in he Germany. in the league? No, no, he's in Germany right now. So he's, he's, uh, he's out there playing. He's having a, a great start off to the season. And yeah. he's going to continue that momentum, and that's going to take him into whatever else he so wants my, to do next. So in regards to what I did go and see him that day at the Palestra, and I remember because I think an hour later I texted Steve Smith, his, his then high, soon-to-be oh, high school okay, coach. Yeah, yeah. So I talked to Steve, and Steve, of course, denied it. because So I knew there was something was up because at the time everybody was talking about your brother being the, guy, the next guy that was going to leave the DMV and go to this school that has featured Kevin Durant's yeah. and Rajon Rondo's and, and Carmelo Anthony's and... Um, you know, and, and you know, and so on and so forth. Why did your brother want to go to a school like Oak Hill? I, I understand the talent that's there, but Gonzaga was already a Nash playing a national schedule, was playing you know uh, good competition, had a good type of team. Why, why Oak Hill? Uh, honestly, that's probably something that you might have to ask. Yeah, him, yeah. Know? I thought I thought you might yeah, like because I never. Were you happy he went there? I mean. I was happy because that was something that he wanted to do, you know? Like, if he wants to do that, then I'm all for that. And that he was able to go to North Carolina. Yeah. And, and, and did you like that he was playing for Roy Williams? Um, I, I mean, I yeah. was just happy that he was, you yeah. know. No, I, I get it. I understand. Now, when you got to Villanova, the first of all, what other schools were looking at you? I know Xavier. We talked about this because it was Xavier, I think, was at the time. I thought I remember hearing Marquette, maybe. I know you had a lot, a yeah, slew of Big East schools. Yeah, now, why Villanova? Now, why Jay Wright? Why Villanova? Um, like I said, I, I knew the community. I knew the education that I would get there at Villanova. And like I said, more importantly, man, just the people, my teammates. I can't reiterate that enough. So I think like, you were recruited, if I'm correct, by a fellow WCAC guy, Keith Ergo, if I'm correct. It did. Keith Ergo was one of the one that started off my recruiting so, process. And, yeah. and, and I, I brought this up with uh, with Keith uh, on the on this podcast a while back. Keith mentioning to me, you know, it was an amazing experience to learn from somebody like Jay. And even though I I left around the time that we had started winning, uh, I remember just kind of being the one of the architects of helping bring this together. What was Keith like uh, when? He came down to the D.C. area, met with your family. Uh, what, what were the, some of the things he promised you? I mean, well, first of all, he's a, he's a Gonzaga man. Let's start Just there. Just like you. You know? Yes. So that, that, that speaks volumes, and that says it all right there. He's a Gonzaga man first. And, you know, Ergs is just a great dude, man. You know, like at bottom line, and at the end of the day, I'm not going to go play for anybody or listen to anybody who I don't feel is a great person. And Keith Ergs was able to start that relationship because I thought he was a solid dude. But you didn't just trust him, it seemed like, because of 
what type of a person he was. You trusted him because he's from your area. He went, to your, he went to your high school. Exactly. And I guess there's always the saying of a Gonzaga that always sticks together. Exactly. Uh, and you, again, you know, he's done such good wonders. Uh, I'm very disappointed about your another old assistant coach of yours, with Coach Shavers, uh, kind of getting let go by the school. It is disappointing. Uh, I was hoping Keith was going to get the promotion and get the head coaching job because, in my opinion, I can't think of a guy that works night and day. And and I I just went to my first Penn State uh, basketball game last week, and uh, uh, the national anthem was sung by uh, a young lady for special needs. Now, they do so much up there because Keith, has, I believe, has a daughter with uh, with Down syndrome, I believe, with some form of... uh, of special needs, so uh, I've always given uh, credit to him. So you get to Villanova, uh, first few years, it's kind of like, you know, you compete for a Sweet 16. Uh, I, I think that's pretty much it. Now you're going into your junior season. And take us through this this tournament um, all the way to the National Town. You, you hit a couple, ro- uh, couple patches. Uh, you did just uh, get destroyed in uh, Hawaii, or I think it was in Hawaii, in Pearl Harbor. We did lose them, yep. To Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. At the time, I remember that game because I just remembered saying that Oklahoma, man, you know, Villanova looks like they're a good team, but I just don't think they're that good enough because they just got slaughtered by a tough Oklahoma at Buddy Heel. Now, what is Coach Wright saying to you and to your team as you're going into the NCAA tournament? This is one game, man. You know, like, that, that was the best part, one of the best parts about being at Nova. Like, whether we won... Or whether we lost, we always came back the next day to get better. What was he really like uh, as a person to you? What did he teach you? I mean, I mean, the guy pretty much taught me a lot. I mean, is he like hard. a father figure to you? I, I mean, he's one of. He's somebody that I can call and get advice from. Um, he was somebody that when we were in school, we had a lot of tension and a lot of friction. But it was just because we both wanted to be great. And he had a certain way that he wanted me to do it. And I kind of had a certain way that I saw for myself. And like I said, man, uh, he's just he's just a solid individual. Like I, he don't you don't get more solid than Jay Wright. Like no, he's just a great individual. You know, I don't disagree. He's a great, great no, person, dis- great coach. Like the coaching great, and all that stuff person, is cool, but good family. Yeah, the type the type of person and the life lessons that he taught us. You know, when you heard him at the time, you were like, man, like come on, I really just want to hoop. But when you got older and you got away from the program, you had a time to sit and actually digest and listen and dissect what he was saying like man i can apply this to my life right now you know at 27 i just turned 27 so oh, yeah. you know so so you're in the um, before we get to the national championship you're in the final four and uh i think there was a, a you know i was we're, we're here at the by the way the the Hod House of Hoops, the Hod uh, Camp, uh, presented by yep. Han Hoops, Hoops, baby. Yes, yes, she's yes, she's Han right Hoops. behind uh, Adriana Hod, who has done such a great job being a trainer here at the at the field house, and is running an incredible type of program. It was nice of her to bring you on, and I thought to myself, you know, I got to just this this guy. I enjoy seeing not only because he's such a a great. Uh, person but he's he, he has a great basketball mind his way and he knows so much about the game and you pretty much I've always said you know everything there is to know about the uh, DC Philadelphia area you've been around you know you've been around for over a decade now and that's something I've always enjoyed but so you beat Oklahoma mm-hmm. after and you're avenging the regular season loss now what is coach Wright saying to the team 
uh, as you go into that game? You, you, it's crazy because he just never mentioned anything about the first game, really. Really? Yeah. Because I we, didn't really. Yeah. Really? I mean, we all knew what happened. You know, we got embarrassed. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no way around it. So. The obvious, there's no need to state the obvious. So now so what are we going to do? you were in any type of capacity. You were just thinking this is yeah. a different game. We're, we're here. We're in the Final Four. One thing that we knew as a team, aside from the coaches, just the players, we knew just from human nature that they were going to come into the game thinking that they were going to smack us like they did early in the season. I w- yes, that, that does not surprise you me. You know? So because our mindset oh, right. was like they, they already think that they're going to smack us. So we have that in our favor. So when we really hit them, they're not going to know what happens. And, and that's did. what happened. So you hit them in every type of way. You shot almost, I want to say, 78% from the field uh, that night. In fact, uh, I remember because I was on assignment in New Jersey and I was looking at the game and I was like, oh, my God, Villanova is up against a team that couldn't even beat, couldn't even compete against a few months before. And now, maybe they're for real. And I had even predicted, I said, I think Villanova's going to win the national championship. They just, it, it looks like everything's swinging their way. So here you are. So now you're going up against one of the most talented, dominant, recognizable programs in the United States, the great UNC Tar Heels. And there's Roy Williams. Um, what was the focus? It's a national audience. It's a sellout crowd. What what do you th- what do you think of going into that game? I mean, at that point, it's just our last game. It's the next game, so yeah, possibly everybody, the last time yeah. you ever because you were at the time thinking of entering Leaving. the track. Yeah, so it's just like, look, if we gonna go out, we are gonna go out doing what we do here at Villanova. So we gonna ball pressure, we gonna grind, we gonna make them play our style of play. You know, and you did that, yeah, Marcus. You know? Yeah, well, let's so, so let's get to it. So Marcus Page hits a double clutch three pointer, insane shot. I'm thinking, as I'm watching the game, I'm like, oh my god, it just there's some kind of a curse that they just put a hex on Villanova basketball. They're going to deny Villanova the national title. Um, they're going to beat them in overtime. So the game is tied, and it's about 2.9 seconds now. Were you and Ryan Archidiakono ever working on this? I heard you two worked on that play at practice. Yeah, man. Every Villanova team that Coach Wright's ever coached work, works on that. So it's down the lane. Ryan hits you. What's the first thought as that shot's being released? I mean, anybody that's, you know me, anybody that's ever known me, know that whenever I get the ball. You I, know what's going on. Yeah, so. I always feel like... Because I've had interviews with you yeah. several times when you've shot for the win, and you've always said, let's go on in. Let's go on I'm in. not going to miss. You hit the shot. It's in front of billions of people. All around the world are watching. Um, what was what was the feeling when you won, when you won the national championship? <laughs> you want to know something crazy? The I, feeling I, was... I would love to. Know. Yes, that's, <laughs> why, that's why I said that. Please. The feeling? I would, yes. Man, I'm ready to go home. We've been here long enough. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you're talking about uh, you You were... Um... Like, as far as just like when the game was over, <laughs> everything that comes around the game, like you got to stay on the court and cut the net. You got to hear the song. You got to watch the video. And then you got to do media after that. And that was, you just wanted to yeah, go back home. ready to go. go. Oh, oh, okay. 
Yeah, no, I listen. Hey, I understand, and it's just it was insane, and it just you know, I I even remember watching that play a thousand times, and I just remember Jay kind of just he was sitting there. He wasn't sitting. He was just kind of standing around, and, and Ashley Howard and Kyle Neptune and Mike Nardi and mm. George Halkovich are all going crazy, and Jay's just kind of like just looking at it. I think he was probably just as shocked that it went um, that you just won as much as anyone there there's not a whole lot of emotion now jay loves to show emotion i don't think he shows as much of it as the other coaches do yeah yeah but believe me when i tell you so you win the national championship and the next year your brother wins the national championship you go on to graduate uh you come back uh, next year but all in all would you definitely say that it was a fun four years of experience at that school and what was the thing you learned the most about villanova um, wow, it's going to be kind of hard to just pinpoint one because I learned so much. But um, if I had to say one thing right now, just right now that I'm feeling, uh, I mean, it would probably just have to come back to the, the, the word of the program, which was which is attitude. You know, just every day that I wake up, every day that I approach something, whether it be good or bad, you know, I can never, I, I, can't, I can't control what people do to me, how they say it when they say it, you know, and what they do. But what I can control is how I react to it. Yeah. And I always, always try to incorporate that in my life. Just do the good, the bad. Just try to always have a good attitude because that'll carry you farther in life than than anything almost. And now we are here and now. And I want to, again, first of all, say thank you for being a part of the voice report of this great podcast uh, and I know again that it's you know we're we're in lunchtime and it's it is great to see you as always. You look like a million dollars. What are you doing these days with your life? Are you still living here in this yeah, area? Yeah, so I are still, you living down in Villanova? Yeah, I still stay in the Nova area, and I come here during the during the <laughs> weeks to, to get my workouts in. So it's um it's cool, man. I like it. I love the area. You know, it gives me some a peace of mind. Like I said, I can get back to DC. In a good time, if I need to, so uh, I like it. I'm you a just recently line. got cleared. You brought this up yeah, with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had recently a recently got cleared. Yeah, I had a you a were bad working hip director of student development yeah, at yeah. the school. So now, what is your uh, intent? As you're now 27 years old, are you? What is? Uh, I guess what's your purpose now? Are you trying to go pro? <laughs> trying, trying. Nah, he, I think yeah. you can go pro. I Facts. really, honestly uh, believe that. And like I said, as I look back on your career, I'm reminded by the fact that you've had a solid career going from the DMV to being an unsung hero at Villanova, one of the most infamous shots in NCAA basketball history. And um, you know, it's it's just amazing again where you've ended up now. I'm, I'm honestly, like I said, I'm proud to call you a friend. I'm proud to call you a brother. I'm honored. Like I said, that you've been a part of this, and uh, when you were working at the Hot Hoops today with Adriana, you were working with a bunch of kids. We have a lot of them around this world. What would be your message to those who are trying to be the next D one high school phenom and possibly go pro? Wow, that's um, that's good. I was probably just telling them to run their own race. You know, don't get caught up in looking at somebody else's journey. Just pay attention to yours the time and energy that you spend worrying about what somebody else is doing you could be putting that into your game so i would just say just just focus on your game take your bumps and your bruises and learn and then just put your left foot in front of the right that's it jake schwartz again with the man responsible for winning the national championship in 2016 the pride of villanova chris jacobs